Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to visit primed.com slash podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME CE credit. You are seeing Howard, a 42-year-old, for the follow-up of his elevated blood pressure. He's very concerned about side effects from the medications and has worked hard on his diet and is exercising almost daily for the last three months. Nonetheless, his blood pressure remains elevated. You discuss starting a medication and wonder which recommended antihypertensive will be the least likely to have side effects. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and founding chair from the Department of Family Medicine at UMass Chan Medical School, Bay State, located in Springfield, Massachusetts. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Frank. Howard, 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 he's trying hard. He's changed his diet. He's exercising. Nonetheless, he's still not at goal. So we, we, we try to choose a blood pressure medicine that's going to be both effective for his comorbidities and not cause any side effects. Um, how do ACEs compare to ARBs? Yeah, you know, I'm glad you bring this up because it was really an uh, interesting study that just came out here. And, and as you know, the American College of uh, Cardiology, American Heart Association, the most recent guidelines, which came out in 2017, they recommend both ACE inhibitors and ARBs equally as first-line antihypertensives. And there's really high-level evidence for efficacy and not only lowering blood pressure, but also uh, in great improvement with cardiovascular uh, outcomes such as heart attack and stroke for both of these uh, classes of agents. Nevertheless, ACE inhibitors continue to be far more commonly prescribed. Indeed, lisinopril is the most used antihypertensive in the world, which doesn't surprise me. I've been using it uh, for, for years. Um, but what's really interesting and different about this uh, recent study I want to uh, present here is called the Legend Hypertension Study. It was uh, published in Hypertension here in uh, September. Was They were trying to look at this concept of comparative effectiveness research. Can you actually compare real-world effectiveness and safety between ACE inhibitors and ARBs for first-line treatment of hypertension? So what they did is they utilized a retrospective new user comparative cohort study design to estimate hazard ratios. And they included all patients with hypertensives, uh, hypertension initiated monotherapy with an ACE inhibitor or an ARB between 1996 and 2018. They reviewed these uh, drug databases uh, across the United States, Germany, and South Korea. The primary outcomes they were looking at for this group of folks were acute MIs, heart failure, stroke, or composite cardiovascular uh, events. And they also looked at safety, a whole bunch of uh, safety outcomes, but specifically for our uh, interest here, angioedema, cough, syncope, and electrolyte abnormalities. Frank, they ended up identifying almost uh, 2.3 million people that had been started on an ACE inhibitor and three quarters of a million people that had been started on an ARB as part of their study. That's a very, very robust retrospective analysis. That, I mean, this seems like it's got the potential to really tell us a great deal about these drugs and how they compare. What did they find? 
Yeah, you know, it was amazing to me looking at this. People talking more and more about, you know, big data. Well, here's a big data study uh, for sure. And well, it turns out they found equal efficacy. They reported no statistically significant difference in their primary study outcomes, whether it was acute MI, um, heart failure, stroke, or composite cardiovascular events. Both ARBs and ACE inhibitors had a beneficial effect for these uh, individuals over time. Okay, so great. We now know treating hypertension lowers MI, lowers heart failure risk, lowers stroke risk. Um, how about how they compare for side effects? Yeah, and that's the real key piece here because, as you know, I mean, uh, having high blood pressure, you're asymptomatic, and so a lot of people just stop taking their medication because of side effects or perceived side effects. So to me, this is the really uh, key piece of this was to look for the side effects. And as you know, I mean, ACE inhibitors, they commonly trigger coughs. Uh, and angioedema has also been uh, seen uh, not uncommonly. Well, in this study, patients on ARBs had significantly lower risk for both of these adverse events. And interestingly enough, there was actually a lower risk of pancreatitis, which is, uh, has been uh, reported, although much less commonly as a side effect uh, for ACE inhibitors. And they found a significantly lower risk for GI bleeding. GI bleeding had not previously been reported with ACE inhibitors, so it's a little unclear uh, as to what that's about. But clearly, there was a little lower risk as well with the ARBs. So a much better safety profile using the ARBs versus the uh, ACE inhibitors. It's amazing. When you, when you suggested this paper, I, I, I started looking through the literature and I found a really um, an older article, maybe from 2004, that showed over 50% of the people who start lisinopril will develop a dry cough. And that risk for ARBs is about 15% and placebo about 10%. So I had no idea how common cough could occur with ACE inhibitors. And it's really gotten me to, to try harder to elucidate that from patients. Because as you say, if a patient gets a side effect, they're going to probably either not take their medication regularly or stop it and, and may not maybe not be too forthcoming telling us about it. So equal efficacy in decreasing patient-oriented outcomes and a safer adverse event profile for ARBs. What do we do? <laughs> well, I'm not going to stop prescribing ACE inhibitors for those with clear indications for it. But for this group of patients where I'm starting somebody on uh, an antihypertensive for primary prevention, I'm going to start prescribing an ARB. You know, I, I see absolutely uh, you know, no reason not to do that. By the way, the study authors, they concluded that providers should consider preferentially starting ARBs rather than ACE inhibitors when initiating treatment for hypertension and I, too, have decided that I'm going to follow that advice. Bob, I totally agree. I think um, for patients who are already on an ACE and not having side effects, I might leave them alone. For those with diabetes or those with heart failure, I'm going to keep them on an ACE. But going forward, I'm going to use ARBs considerably more frequently. This is great, and this is breaking news. Thanks so much, Bob. Thanks, Frank. Pleasure to be here again today. Practice Pointer. Consider using ARBs rather than ACE inhibitors when initiating treatment for hypertension. Both are equally efficacious, but ARBs cause less side effects. Join us next time when we talk about screening the geriatric population for loneliness and how best to address it. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primed.com slash podcast and see you next week.